This episode of Tech News Day is sponsored by Mac Weldon. Hey guys. What's up? What's up? Yeah. Good morning. Hi guys. All right. Hey everyone. Hi. Hello everyone. Hmm. Hi everyone. What's up? What's going on? Hmm. What is up? <laughs> no, you're not going insane. I mean, I don't know, maybe you are. But uh, I just listed off what is officially and definitively the top 10 most used opening greetings used here on YouTube.com. In order. Hey yeah. guys, number one. And yeah. uh, we know this because YouTube itself decided to analyze over 1 million YouTube videos to figure out not only what the most popular opening greetings are, but also how they've changed over the last decade and how it might differ depending on the video's genre. Yeah, we've switched a lot to, uh, hey folks, because it's very uh, across the board. You're not offending anyone by uh, folks saying, hey guys. Yeah, yeah. Folks. Yeah. You're not saying, hey guys, uh, or dude. What's up, dudes? <laughs> What's up, dudes? No chicks. Uh, <laughs> weirdly enough, uh, now that we think about it, we, we really don't ever open up our videos with greetings. No. Uh, I think if I watch back videos that I start with, I my first word is always, um. <laughs> but what would we be at a million subs by now if we did? I don't know. Based on YouTube's uh, analytics, it seems like we need to do a greeting every single time. Yeah. Uh, but who's to say? Based on the first paragraph from YouTube's blog entry about this, we may have fucked up. Quote, you might not think about it much, but the first words a creator uses to greet their audience are pretty important. What? <laughs> and the more popular the creator, the more likely that opening will become a signature sign-on. Sup, you beautiful fucking bastards! <sighs> exactly. But yeah, now they present it like this. I mean, this is all just parasocial bullshit. Mm -hmm. Friend simulator. And we've just been running up to people and being like, so yesterday, uh, blah, blah, that's a terrible way to start a conversation. We need to... We, we need to check in with our audience. Hey, guys, how you doing? We don't say, hey, let's jump right into it. We typically we just, just jump, jump right, right into it. it. Yeah. Why Why should I have to tell you I'm going to jump right into it? You're here. When I can, yeah, you, you clicked on the fucking video. Yeah. Anyways, the one that we opened up with back there, hey, guys, that one is officially the most used opener on YouTube, and it's not even close. Mm -hmm. uh, just look at this timeline. Look at this graph. <laughs> hey, guys, has been holding down the number one spot since at least 2010. While every other entry on the list has fluctuated wildly. Invest in Hey Guys. Mm -hmm. Some of the top 10 greetings in 2020 weren't even in the top 10 a few years earlier. Uh, they also break things down by genre. Uh, we can see that Hey Guys dominates in the categories of ASMR, beauty, cooking, DIY, and gaming. But meanwhile, in fitness, it's what's up. In travel, it's good morning. In tech, it's ladies and gentlemen. And in sports, it's what is going on. Uh, and the specific breakdowns of greetings in each genre are also hugely different. Uh, one question, though. Where's the most important category of all? News. Well, we don't use a greeting, so they, they couldn't put anything there. Folks. Here Folks. it is. <laughs> Folks. It's better than ladies and gentlemen like the tech bros are doing. Yeah, come on. This isn't a formal affair. Yeah. I, I, also. I don't need you to put on a fucking bow tie to watch my videos. I feel like that's the thing is it's like YouTubers, they try to make it too personal. It's like if you entered a party with a bunch of people, you'd say, hey, guys. But we would enter a party and just say, this just happened. <laughs> this just happened. Well, actually, every time I enter a party, I go, what's up? <laughs> and everyone, yeah, everyone responds with, ah. We yeah. all crack open a Bud Light and yeah. freeze frame. Bud flies. Er, what's up? I learned all my social cues from beer ads in the 90s. Yeah. Where's the ladies? <laughs> Twam, twams. <laughs> First time I saw mountains, I got very confused. They weren't blue. I was like, these mountains are obviously not cold enough. Where's the silver bullet? 
Uh, so the article, uh, YouTube article, it also has some insight into how this all breaks down in non-English videos, because those exist. Mm -hmm. uh, specifically videos from Brazil, France, Germany, and Mexico. According to YouTube's translations, the most popular greeting for Brazil is, hey guys. Mm. For France, it's good morning all. For Germany, it's hello you. And for Mexico, it's hello, hello. Hola, hola. Uh, the end of the article points out that the, though that the uh, most popular channels tend to give their own unique greetings, like Phil DeFranco's Sup, You Beautiful Bastards, uh, which he does at the beginning, which why he constantly is wondering why he's being demonetized is because he's putting foul language at the beginning of he's his video. cursing me out, the viewer, before I even had a chance. <laughs> oh! I, yeah, it's, it's, it's even worse than uh, clicking on a, any video by anyone, by any creator under the age of 25. I just feel like I'm getting yelled at immediately. Like, yeah. it's just, the audio is super, like, uh, I don't watch Jacksepticeye, but anytime I've clicked on one of his videos, it's, uh, he seems like a nice boy. But I, it's too loud. He's just yelling in my ear immediately, oh, go away. Yeah. But that, Philip DeFranco is even worse. He's well, calling like me a, names. He's calling me slurs. It's a, it's a, uh, you got to put the sugar on top of the medicine. He calls you beautiful first. You're like, okay. And then he calls you best. And you're like, whoa, what, what, what are we doing here? I'm here to learn about Tana Mongu posting uh, a leaked photo of something. I'm here for all that YouTube drama you claim isn't your bread and butter, sir. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got to get people to click, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. While we're here, let's talk about the crisis in Palestine. <laughs> oh, God. I, uh, I... Morbidly curious what his take on that would be, although I can take a guess. Yeah. Uh, there's also Vsauce's, hey Vsauce, Michael here, which is a, a meme, yeah. much like everything else. There's a lot of, uh, they had a whole a whole bar of uh, different greetings. And uh, yeah, it's all about making your greetings as uh, specific and nonsensical as possible. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, you have to be unique. Yeah. Uh, so just because most people open with, hey guys, doesn't mean it's some sort of key to success. In fact, it's probably the opposite. Saying "Hey guys" at the beginning of your videos might actually just make you seem really generic. Yeah, there's your SEO tip of the day. Sure, move against the grain. Yes, uh, start your videos with "Goodbye, fuckers." Yeah, <laughs> goodbye, fucker. <laughs> yeah. Suck my dick. How are you guys doing? <laughs> Why don't you fuck off? Anyways, while you're here, you ugly piece of shit. Welcome to the video. Get out of my house. Anyways. Anyway, yeah, regardless, again, we don't do any of that. Yeah, I just um, literally jump right into we, it. Yeah, we pretty much always just jump right into it without saying we're about to jump right into it. Uh-huh. Um, and start talking about the thing we're going to talk about. And we'll probably just continue to do that unless, of course, unless, of course, you've got a better idea. No, our videos always start with, luckily, always start with, this episode is sponsored by, which is uh, a great way to split <laughs> Yeah. The best way you can start it when you have a YouTube channel because mm -hmm. it means that you can uh, maintain a, an actual career hosting videos. Yeah. But you guys love telling us what to do and, uh, yeah. you know, how we should do our job. So if you've got a, a good idea for how to start our shows, uh, yeah. a specific greeting that is going to increase our uh, optimization on this channel and get us to a million subs, please let us know down there in the comments. In, I'm so curious. In the, be as creative as possible. The most upvoted comment uh, for a greeting, unless it's, like, horrifically bad, yeah. uh, we'll, we'll intro news dump with it. Yeah. Yeah. You got yourself a deal. Yeah. And by the way, if it changes in between the time I write the episode and we post it, that's that's your fault. Yeah, obviously. So get to it. But let's move on to actual news. Let's talk about election rigging. Uh-oh. The 2020 election was rigged, folks. It was full of rampant electronic voter fraud, and we have absolute proof. No, we're not talking about the 2020 U.S. presidential election. That would be stupid. Uh, that one was legit and has been proven by numerous audits and recounts. We're talking about the 2020 Tate High School homecoming queen election. 
So we actually covered this briefly as a headline on Weekly Weird News back in March when the story first broke. But as the story has developed further, uh, it, it definitely warrants a deeper dive because it's uh, fascinating. So back in October of last year, this girl, Emily Rose Grover, was voted homecoming queen by her classmates at Tate High School in Cantonment, Florida, which is in the panhandle right up against the Alabama border. Mm. It's, uh, you know, it's every high school girl's dream to be the homecoming queen, isn't it, folks? And Emily here, she just looks so happy to have been chosen by her peers as the coolest or most popular. I don't know. What is homecoming queen supposed to represent? Whatever it is, they picked her. Yeah. Uh, except it turns out the election was rigged. Rigged. And though that might just seem like an internal disciplinary matter for the school, the way the election rigging was carried out means Emily is now looking it up to 16 years in prison. And so is Emily's mom. And that's because Emily's mom, Laura Rose Carroll, was the assistant principal of a local elementary school in the same school district. And her access to the school district's computer system called Focus was used to tamper with the election. Here's how the Florida Department of Law Enforcement described the crimes. The investigation began in November 2020 when the Escambia County School District contacted FDLE to report unauthorized access into hundreds of student accounts. The investigation found that Carol, an assistant principal at Bellevue Elementary School, and her daughter, a student at Tate High School, had access student focus accounts. Carol had district-level access of the school board's focus program, which is the school district's student information system. Focus users are required to change their password every 45 days, and Carol's annual training for the staff responsible use of guidelines for technology was up to date. In October 2020, hundreds of votes for Tate High School's homecoming court voting were flagged as fraudulent, with 117 votes originating from the same IP address within a short period of time. Agents uncovered evidence of unauthorized access to focus linked to Carol's cell phone, as well as computers associated with their residence, with a total of 246 votes cast for the homecoming court. Multiple students reported that the daughter described using her mother's focus account to cast votes. The investigation also found that beginning August 2019, Carol's focus account accessed 300 172 high school records, and 339 of those were of Tate High School students. <laughs> that, 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 so, uh, her daughter, though, running that mouth. Yep. Running that fucking mouth. Now mom's going to jail. Yep. And and daughter's going to jail. They, maybe they'll get to be cellmates. It's mommy-daughter uh, bonding time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, all that evidence that was laid out up there would suggest that this 50-year-old Florida mom decided to risk it all by not only using her access to the school district's computer system to cast fake votes for her daughter in the homecoming election, but also uh, making no effort whatsoever to cover her tracks. No, not even a VPN. No. Come on, lady. Uh, She also kept her daughter up to date on all of her password changes and just let her daughter run wild with her account and access hundreds of student records for at least a year and a half. And uh, not only did they not cover the tracks, Emily also apparently committed the cardinal sin of not shutting the fuck up. Yeah, I did did it. And that seems to be uh, how this ended up even being investigated in the first place. They would have probably gotten away with it. Yeah, you know, like not even just becoming the homecoming queen and like seemingly as if she was actually voted, I guess, popularity. Yeah, you would think you would want to hide the fact that you weren't actually most popular. I don't care if you all hate hate me. I'm the queen because I cheated. (laughs) Then Uh, you're not actually the queen. No. In name only. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The pretender to the throne. The quino. 
Queen in name only. Mm -hmm. Uh, From a local news report uh, at the time of the arrests, though, according to arrest reports obtained by Channel 3 on Tuesday, Escambia County Schools first received a complaint on October 31st, 2020 through its ethics hotline that Grover voted for herself for homecoming queen in other students' names. The complaint alleged she did so through her mother's focus account. Nine students and one teacher then provided the Escambia County School District's written statement saying Grover spoke about accessing her mother's account for the past four years. Come on, Emily. Yeah, here's one of those... Paper ballots! You need to go back <laughs> we, to paper ballots. We do need to I'm go back to paper ballots. pretty sure that in my high school, you filled out a sheet of paper that yes. was folded and put into like a wooden box that had a master lock on it. Yeah, I believe, I believe that... I mean, this is a long time ago. And sure, so. someone could have came by and scribbled out a bunch of names on it, but that would have looked up. Oh, we have... 250 seniors and 7,000 people yeah, voted. There's a great little uh, little independent film from about 20 years ago called Election. That's uh, yeah. a great, uh, you can't, elections can't, there can be election fraud even with pen and paper. There you go. Um, and yeah, but yeah, like they just said, uh, multiple people were like, yeah, she uh, she said she stole the election. She talks about it all the time. Yeah. So uh, here here's uh, one of those statements that someone made to the police. I have known that Emily Grover logs into her mom's school account in order to access grades and test scores since freshman year when we became friends. She has looked up redacted student ID before to redacted. She also knows that if she logs into her mom's account at Tate, it will ping that Laura Grover signed in at Tate High School. She looks up all of our group of friends' grades and makes comments about how she can find out our test scores all the time. Jesus. Uh, Here's another statement. When Emily Grover was a sophomore in redacted class, I recall times that she logged into her mom's focus account and openly shared information, grades, schedules, etc. with others. She did not seem like logging in was a big deal and was very comfortable with doing so. You know where she learned this? Her boyfriend, Matt Gates. (laughs) (laughs) It's a joke. Yeah. He hasn't hasn't been convicted yet. He is from the panhandle. Oh, Um, oh, well, uh, well... Not sure how her big plan failed. Anyways, how the, did this girl get caught? The latest news in this dumb saga is that Emily is being charged as an adult for the multiple felony cybercrime charges that she's facing, despite the fact that she was 17 at the time that they were committed. We're not clear on what the logic behind that is, but it means that she, along with her mother, are looking at up to 16 years in prison. And we'll be shocked if they actually get anywhere near that, uh, but if it's still going to fuck up their lives. And for what? For what? Being elected homecoming queen? It, it's something that's relevant for maybe a few months. I mean, I know it's been 20 years. I don't remember who the homecoming queen is. I literally have, was. yeah. I don't remember, I, I vaguely remember being at prom. Yeah. 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 Anyways, a year later in college, no one will care. In fact, if you brag about it, people will think you're, you're lame. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I was a uh, pretty big... Uh, Pretty big wheel down at the high school. Okay, it's, shut up. You're in college it's, now. Yeah, it's like people after high school bragging about their SAT scores or like people our age talking about where they went to college. No one fucking cares. Yeah, it's like if you saw someone today at our age wearing their <laughs> Jostin's ring. I saw, see, you know how like uh, conservative chuds, they love replying like <laughs> pronouns in bio. I saw the greatest like uh, bizarro version of that on Twitter yeah. today where some conservative dude was whining about something and someone replied, <laughs> college in bio. It was like a grown man who's just like Yale alum. Yeah, it's, it's literally the joke about Andy on The Office. Yeah. Like his whole hey, entire... Hey, where did you go to college? His whole entire, entire personality revolves around the fact that he went to that school. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, like we said, no one is going to care about this. 
Why not just shut the fuck up? Also, it's a really dumb thing to brag about because it makes you seem lame at the time. Yeah. Because obviously you didn't, you couldn't do it on your own merit. Hey, congrats on being voted most popular girl. <laughs> thing is, I'm not the most popular girl. I cheated. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? <laughs> also, I can see your grades, but can't change them. Isn't yeah. it cool? Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah. Uh, they did it all for the photo at the house and the gram, I guess. I'm sure that there's there they I'm sure they took Instagram photos and were like, homecoming queen, not even prom queen. I can't homecoming lie. Queen. This is totally me when I'm <laughs> yeah, just on the, the election. <laughs> Hacker man. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this mom and daughter they risked it all and they're going to be dealing with the legal ramifications unless they flip on gates of what they did for far longer than anyone would have ever given a shit about who was the Tate High School 2020 homecoming queen a year where they probably didn't even have an in-person prom. Well, that's Florida. Florida. Yeah, sorry. 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 Yeah. But yeah, there I mean Oh, fuck. You're 18 years old. It's like, yeah, time to really, time for my life to really start going. And then fucking 15 years later, you're still dealing with the, the legal ramifications of rigging your homecoming vote. Yeah. Pathetic. Yeah. Hope it was worth it. Now you can't even vote in a real election. Got a felony <laughs> yeah. on your record. Oh, in Florida, you yes. can. Oh, yeah. Okay. Although they're trying to reverse that again. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway, speaking of stupidity, our next story is about anti-maskers and anti-vaxxers. Uh, for more than a year, a small but very loud portion of the population has steadfastly... Small? Eh. Well, Not that small. Bigger than we would have liked, but yeah. still a minority. Yeah. But they, you know, they're louder. You know, they're like a small... They're like an owl. You ever see an owl without feathers? Pathetic. Scrawny. <laughs> they're a tiny little bird, but yeah. they, they got those big feathers. It's, it's the same with these, these sorts of people. There's not still, a lot of them. Too many more than what we would appreciate being yeah. around. Anyway, they, these people... However many of them there are, yeah. they have steadfastly refused to follow the most basic and logical steps to slowing the spread of an airborne virus that comes out of people's mouths, which would be social distancing, wearing masks, and uh, most recently, getting vaccinated so you don't have to worry about any of that shit. Mm -hmm. They've provided uh, the rest of us with an endless supply of viral videos in which they try and fail to like outsmart businesses and security guards and cops with bogus legal jargon that they learned on Facebook. And, and that's been amusing. But their, their dumbass bullshit has no doubt contributed to this virus being around as long as it has. They're prolonging the entire pandemic. Yeah. And going back to the videos, it has literally been like watching Coyote and Roadrunner every single time. Like, no, check it out. I got the boulder up there and it's held yeah. on by this twig. And as soon as I pull it, it's going to fall and crush and I can walk into the grocery yeah. store without a mask on. Aha, uh -huh, Mr. Roadrunner. <laughs> Look at this laminated card that I printed out at Kinko's that says, actually, I can go I in there. win. And then the card explodes. Yeah. Uh, fortunately for the rest of us in the United States, at least, the virus has been on a sharp decline lately and only been affecting people like Ted Nugent. <laughs> and that's thanks largely to the wide availability of vaccines. I mean, we say what you want about the last 11, 10 months. Really nailed it towards the end there. Guys, America's back. <laughs> now, currently over a third of the U.S. population is fully vaccinated and more than half of the population over 18 has gotten at least one dose. Uh, unless the virus manages to mutate into being vaccine resistant, which is a pretty serious cause for concern that we talked about last week, we could see COVID case numbers continue to plummet over the next few months, which should be great news for all the anti-maskers and anti-vaxxers. Hey, we did the hard work for you. You guys did absolutely nothing. Yeah. So just enjoy the fact that you got to do nothing and yeah. somehow still survive. You don't have to worry about this anymore. Lucky you. Yeah. But no. In fact, the increasing number of vaccinated Americans is making some of these anti-vax, anti-mask dipshits consider 
the unthinkable. And I love this so much because it actually will have a net positive effect on the pandemic as a whole. Yeah. They might start social distancing and wearing masks because of us. Oh, my God. It's come to this. Yes. It's come to this. In order to avoid the vaccinated people, they are going to abide by the rules they refuse to abide by for the entirety of the pandemic. And I fucking, I, I, I you know what? I hate it and I love it. Living in Bizarro World has yeah. its ups and downs, but it is just, it's, it's, look, if a half a million people didn't have to die, it'd be hilarious. Yeah. That's these big, people are insane. But yeah. Anyway, Vice uh, published an article this week breaking down why these people are considering finally doing the right thing, but for <laughs> the complete wrong reasons. Uh, the article titled "Anti-Maskers Ready to Start Masking to Protect Themselves from the Vaccinated." Uh, <laughs> let's read a few paragraphs here. A conspiracy ripping through the anti-vax world may finally drive some anti-maskers to do the unthinkable. Wear a mask and keep their distance. The conspiracy, which comes in several shapes and sizes, more or less says the vaccinated will shed certain proteins onto the unvaccinated who will then suffer adverse effects. The main worry is the shedding will cause irregular menstruation, infertility, and miscarriages. The entirely baseless idea is a key cog in a larger conspiracy that COVID-19 was deployed to depopulate the world, and the vaccine is what will cull the masses. Yeah, this is... uh, there was a school in South Florida where a teacher was told that she couldn't ha- teach the students and couldn't yeah, come she's in. Yeah, like, no, you're going to make uh, give, make us all have miscarriages. Yeah. Look it up. Look it up. It's happening to hundreds of women. They wanted to ban the teacher from teaching because she was vaccinated. And there was, like a, there was like a recent report of like some taxi cab or Uber where there were like no vaccinated people allowed. It's, it's insane. insane. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sherry Tenpenny and anti- <laughs> Jesus, the- every lunatic has a crazy name. I yeah. love it. Sherry Tenpenny, an anti-vaxxer who was found to be key in spreading COVID-19 conspiracy theories, suggested on a recent anti-vax live stream that you may have to, quote, stay away from somebody who's had these shots forever. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, another prominent anti-vaxxer suggested quarantining people who have been vaccinated. Quote, there is something being passed from people who are shot up with this poison to others who have not gotten the shot, said Larry Palevsky, a New York pediatrician and anti-vaxxer on a separate live stream. They should also have a badge on their arms that say I've been vaccinated, even though it's not a vaccine. So they support vaccine passports, but for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wasn't there a term that we talked about? Like, isn't there some German term? There has to be Uh, for doing the right thing for the wrong reasons. There's got to be. Yeah. Let us know. Germans, let us know. Bitte. Uh, so, uh, yeah, they want us to have vaccine passports so that they know to, who to avoid on the street uh, and to not go near anyone that might be vaccinated. No, don't stand farther and farther away from me because you're afraid of, uh, like afraid I of said, shedding all of it. Oh, no. I don't think my parents are like that far off the deep end, but I'll let you know if they're wearing masks around me when I go to visit at the end of the month. I mean, this is great because anytime you get bothered by some fucking crazy person, you just be like, hey, I got I got the vaccine three times. <laughs> They'll run. They'll run so far away. They'll probably light themselves on fire. Mm-hmm. Just wear no. You wear the vaccine card around your neck. Yeah. <laughs> ah! Here's more. It's not just social distancing that anti-maskers slash anti-vaxxers are begrudgingly accepting. Some conspiracy theorists are wondering if perhaps their longtime bane, the mask, could become their salvation. One perplexed poster on the fringe site 4chan asked their fellow anons if they should wear a mask around the vaccinated because they shed the mRNA stuff. I am going to be watching these vaccine shedding stories like a hawk, wrote another man on Twitter. Is my family going to need to wear masks to protect ourselves from the vaccinated? Yeah. You know what? Yes. This please, is all please, true. Please do it. This is absolutely fucking true. You should stay <laughs> away from everyone. You should lock yourselves away. You should put on a mask. 
and you should avoid vaccinated people if you uh, refuse to get vaccinated. Yeah, I think this is a good idea. You're right. You're on something here. Remember when we got herd immunity in America for the wrong reasons? <laughs> That's so America. Uh, continues. The community is still attempting to figure out how to deal with, quote, vaccine shedding. So uh, to be clear, not every anti-masker is endorsing masking. Quote, the mask won't save people from this either. So if you're thinking you're just going to walk around with a mask on around your vaccinated friends and family members, it's the same as walking around with one for COVID, said one woman during. Oh, a- so they, they both work. Oh, you mean they both don't work. Mm, Okay, well, uh, that's what one woman said during a YouTube roundup for anti-vaxxers who purported to be Canadian nurses. Quote, it's going right through. (laughs) Natural News, an anti-vaccination conspiracy site that was banned from Facebook for spreading misinformation, is reporting hard on the shedding. In one article, a blogger wrote, a mask is useless to protect against spike protein transmission. The website instead advises that the only thing that may save them is a pine needle tea. (laughs) What about bone apple tea? Yeah. Bone apple tea. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that's all incredibly dumb. But you know what? If if this if this sci- pseudoscientific nonsense finally gets even just a few of these uh, anti-science dipshits to finally put on a mask around other people and practice social distancing. You know what? Fine. Yeah. We'll take it. Yeah. Uh, we do feel bad, though, for their, their whatever remaining friends and family they oh, thank still you. have. At thank this you point. for feeling bad for me. Uh, they're just going to apparently... Never going to hear the end of this, even long after COVID is gone, because, you know, the year 2050 is like, oh, you know why you're sick? Because that COVID vaccine. Yeah. Also, uh, the vaccinated people, they give you heart disease. So maybe get on a treadmill, too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. Big if true. Yeah. Uh, But speaking of the future, it's time for an ad break. Thanks to Mac Weldon. Uh, the next few months of this year, they're going to hit a little different compared to last year. It's going to get buck wild. White uh, boy summer is here. Yeah. Uh, we're all finally going to be getting back outside and seeing friends again. No matter where your adventures take you, bring the comfort and style of Mac Weldon along for the ride. Trust me, your closet is going to thank you. Uh, whether it's their hoodies, polos, tees, or active shorts, everything in the Mac Weldon collection mixes and matches seamlessly to fit in with any other trendy products that you have. We're, of course, big fans of Mack Weldon's entire collection. But I'm wearing mine now. The pants, in particular, are simultaneously the most comfortable sweatpants we've ever worn. And they look classy enough to wear out on the go. You fool people think you're actually wearing slacks. Hey, look at that guy all dressed up. Yeah, that's not usually the case with sweatpants. I'm yeah. wearing I'm wearing normal sweatpants right now, and it's clear that I just didn't put any effort in today. But Ricky looks I like got my Sunday, he's wearing my a, Sunday a pants. nice pair yeah. of pants. Uh, Mack Weldon's entire collection of socks, shirts, hoodies, underwear, polos, and active shorts promise comfort and a consistent fit. They look great. They feel great. Whether you're working out, going out, going to work, going on a date, Mack Weldon is for everyday life. They use a wide range of customized fabrics that can keep up with you no matter what your day looks like. You know what are what are great? Uh, I actually uh, bought a couple pairs. You should send me them for free, Mack Weldon. But I bought some because they I got one pair for free from Mack Weldon, and I was like, I got to have more of these in different colors. The sweat shorts. Super comfy. Nice. Great. Fantastic. Uh, Anyways, with Weldon Blue, their totally free loyalty program, level one gets you free shipping for life. And once you reach level two by spending $200, you get 20% off every order for the next year. And Mack Weldon wants you to be comfortable. So if you don't like your first pair of underwear, you can keep them and they'll still refund you. No questions asked. So for 20% off your first order, head to MacWeldon.com slash Newsday and enter our promo code Newsday. That is MacWeldon.com slash Newsday, promo code Newsday for 20% off. Mack Weldon, reinventing men's basics. Get the sweatshorts. Yeah. Get all of it. Yeah. It's like half my wardrobe. It's right. so you can lounge around in your place of uh, where you live with with shorts on. Yeah. So you're, you're not too cold. 
but you're not too hot. Yeah. It's perfect. The yin and yang, perfect mm-hmm. balance. Back to the news now. Let's check in on that uh, big lawsuit between Epic and Apple over whether the App Store and its 30% commission on all transactions might be an illegal monopoly. It's uh, been a pretty interesting trial so far because it's really not just about Apple and Epic. It has implications extending far and wide throughout Silicon Valley. So there's been testimony and uh, insight from other big players who have little to do with Epic and Apple's specific conflict with each other, but they're all part of the same thing. Mm -hmm. Last week, we talked about the internal Sony documents that were unearthed by the trial and revealed what got them to change their mind about cross-platform play. And since then, Microsoft has also come under the microscope. The Xbox Store, like the App Store, takes a 30% commission on all sales. Everyone already basically knows that console makers sell consoles at a loss and then make up all their profits from game sales. But Xbox executive Lori Wright took the stand at the trial and laid that out in more detail than we're used to seeing, saying, The business model is set out to be an end-to-end gaming experience. Hardware is critical to delivering that experience. We need gamers to be able to have a console. We make money back in the long run on game sales and gaming subscriptions. Part of that 30% commission goes to make it possible for us to build a console. It's required for us to even build the console. There you have it. Yeah. Uh, She also gave some insight into why the desktop-based Microsoft Store recently lowered its commission to 12%. And it's basically, on Windows, there's other stores that they're competing with. They're competing with the entire internet, basically. So in order to attract developers to the Microsoft Store, they have to have a competitive commission rate. Yeah. Uh, she also commented on uh, a previously confidential internal Microsoft document that was shared with the court, which says that uh, PC-based platforms capture only 5% of all PC gaming profits compared to closed platforms on consoles and phones, capturing 39 to 46%. Uh, and she told the court that uh, open platforms are definitely way more profitable for developers and publishers, which that's probably why Epic uh, you know, wants to avoid that shit yeah. and be able to sell directly. Uh, as for specifically how this is relevant to the case, Apple thinks it's unfair that Epic doesn't have a problem with Microsoft's business practices, despite Xbox being a closed platform similar to iOS. Uh, Epic and Microsoft, on the other hand, argued that the difference is that an iPhone is a general purpose device, while an Xbox is a special purpose device. In other words, Xbox is just for playing games and media, while iOS is much, much more than that. Therefore, Xbox and iOS shouldn't be treated as similar. Maybe that's the reason that Xbox switched from their game plan of a couple years ago, where they're like, we're actually a cover-all entertainment device. Don't think about us just as games, because we do it all, baby. I mean, all the consoles tried to do that. It was pretty funny. Yeah, and then they immediately switched back to being, like, gamers first. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, gamers are oppressed. Xbox, it was the Xbox uh, One tried to position itself as a replacement for your cable box. Yeah. Originally more than a gaming console. And it was pretty good at that, actually. Mm. I don't know. Anyways, another revelation to come out of this trial was that despite Apple's insistence on the App Store needing to be a closed platform for security purposes so that users can be assured that what they download is safe, uh, Epic uncovered some old Apple emails from 2015 about a huge malware problem that they failed to notify users about. Uh, malicious code was found in 2,500 apps that had been downloaded by 128 million users. And the malicious code basically made infected iOS devices part of a botnet that stole potentially sensitive user info. Uh, seems like a pretty big deal. And Apple apparently planned on emailing all the affected users to let them know. But then for some reason, they just didn't. So yeah. It's like when you have an email that you should respond to and you forget about ah. it so it doesn't exist. So yeah, Epic, Epic put that out there like, oh, Apple's saying, uh, you know, they can't possibly just... Let anyone put an app on here, because what about the cybersecurity? Well, 
Would a company that cares about cybersecurity do this? No. They're just airing, everyone's airing out each other's dirty laundry. It's fucking great. It's great. We used to have lawsuits all, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> well, luckily we live in America where that's the case. Yes. <laughs> uh, anyways, this trial has been a very long and drawn out process, as it should be considering everything that's at stake. But uh, let's read from a section of the trial earlier this week that really shows just how absurdly tedious things can get. Now, for reference, this is the Fortnite skin known as Peely. It's just a giant, man-sized, anthropomorphic banana. All right, uh, I'll be Epic VP of Marketing, Matthew Wessinger, and uh, you'll be Apple's attorney. Okay. We have in front of us a new set of images. And what is this screen showing? This is your matchmaking lobby. And we have a large yellow banana here, do we? In a tuxedo? Yes, that is Peely. And that's Peely, did you say? Yeah. And in fact, in the tuxedo, he's known as Agent Peely, correct? That's correct. We thought it better to go with the suit than the naked banana, since we are in federal court this morning. Wow. Amazing. Incredible stuff. Uh, the, Peely, the Peely discourse, it didn't end there, though. Later, Epic's own attorney discussed Peely with uh, Weisinger. A little bit of a digression. We talked about Peely, our banana. Remember that? I do. And there might have been an implication that to show Peely without a suit would have been inappropriate. Do you recall that? Yes. Is there anything inappropriate about Peely without a suit? No, there is not. If we could just put on screen a, a picture of Peely. Is there anything inappropriate about Peely without clothes? It's just a banana, ma'am. <laughs> sure, is he phallic in appearance? Yes, but that's Peely as a whole. Yeah. That's not because he's not wearing clothes. He doesn't have a dick. His, his entire body may resemble a dick if you've yeah. got a dirty mind, I guess. Uh -huh. But... Um... Which Apple apparently does. They're filthy-minded freaks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's, I didn't get into this, but like, so Apple, Apple claimed that, they're like, we can't let the Epic Store on because the Epic Store hosts pornography. And Epic's like, what? And it's because Epic hosts the uh, itch.io games library, um, which does have like... Some porno games in it? I don't even know if they're necessarily porno Rated games. M. But yeah, there's like some pretty racy stuff on there. And like, uh, now all that, the, the whole itch community is... They're like, they're thinking they might be fucked because they've been flying under the radar this whole time. And yeah, don't bring us into this. Yeah, yeah, it's got a far-reaching. Uh, it's got its, its tentacles are going into everything now. Anyways, as an update to an ongoing saga that we reported on uh, on Monday night's episode, uh, the the gas pipeline situation where uh, it's gotten dire. Yeah, hackers uh, sent out malware to on accident. Well, it sounds like something that they just sent out to a bunch of. Companies and governments, yeah. local governments, and whoever fucked up, it was like, ah, oh, we got one. Let's yeah. ransomware them. Anyways, uh, America has learned nothing from yeah. the past year. You remember uh, when you couldn't wipe your ass last March and April? Uh, you, could, you couldn't wash your hands or wipe your ass because all the sanitizing products and toilet paper and paper towels were sold out because people were filling entire truck beds with... Way more than they needed. Yeah. Remember how annoying that was? And uh, that's yeah. what's happening with gas, baby. Yeah. People are uh, people are just going right up the pump, sticking it in their mouth, and filling their cheeks yeah. so they can save a little gas for later. Yeah. They're going uh, and hiding it in holes in the ground. It is <laughs> just just today. Just today, I saw a dozen images of people filling up containers, filling Most up of them, trash. Yeah, the trash bags. Not containers like very few people are actually using gas cans because yeah. I'm sure those are all sold out. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. So people are filling up. Literal plastic bags and just tying them off on the top. They're using like the funniest one I saw was a, a woman filling a like a, a plastic, a plastic tub. storage container tub that you'd buy at like Target or Walmart. And it's like, first of all, 
that's a fire hazard. Yes. Uh, second of all, how are you going to pick that there up? There is no way you're going to pick that up and lift it. That's like, that holds like 10 gallons or something like that. Yeah. This woman's not going to pick it up and throw it into the back of her trunk. No. And then you drive all around town. It's sloshing everywhere. Well, and also, like, if you're, like, a lot of these people are just filling up buckets and shit. And, like, you put that shit in the backseat of your car, you shut the door, you got all your windows closed. You are going to get a little bit woozy from yeah. those fumes. And also, gas- It's going to become a new trend, like high meat. Also, gasoline, it evaporates. Yeah. You're going to want to keep that shit concealed. That, and it is it, literally the episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It, it really is. It's, it's wild. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, hey, good luck, East Coast. Good luck with your gas shortage. That was completely caused, yes, in small part by this stupid company who allowed itself to get high. They would have been fine, though. There was enough gas to go around. Yeah, but now people are hoarding it, and there's a problem. Yep. Great job, America. Uh, the, the worst part about this is you know who's going to suffer the worst? fucking DoorDash drivers and Uber drivers oh, who aren't yeah. going to make any extra money, but people yeah. are going to be taking those Ubers to save their own gas and ordering food so they don't have to go out. And these poor fucking drivers, they're not going to see a boost in their pay from the, the, the gracious companies, nor yeah. are people going to go out of the way to tip them more. So if you are a nice person and for some reason you don't have fucking gasoline and order from DoorDash, maybe uh, hand them some cash or something at the door. Hand them some of your extra gasoline that you got hidden in your house. <laughs> yeah, fill them up. Poke the hole in the trash bag and squeeze it into their gas tank. Yeah, I, I got a, Everyone wants my gasoline. I so I I filled a pillowcase with a, a plastic bag full of gasoline. I sleep on my gasoline, so no one can come near me and my gasoline. <laughs> you better go back from which you came. This is my gasoline. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, that's it for this week's episode of Tech News Day. We'll see you soon for an episode of News Dump. Put your uh. Your intro suggestions in the comments yeah. below. and uh, I'd love to hear them. Like the ones that you like, and that way it can flow to the top. But uh, we'll see you very soon for those. Uh, be sure to watch our episode over here uh, for Monday and our latest episode of Weekly Weird News. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.